Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It is hump day, Wednesday, October the 5th. 2022, y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. Y'all know I appreciate y'all doing that. Who we got in the building this morning? Marlon in the building. What's up, Marlon? Goat rings. Jeff. Uh, Jeff, I saw you on the um, the video. Uh, Damian Pierce. Talking about Damian Pierce video I dropped, man. Good to see you, Jeff. Uh, who we got? Dalton in the building. Turbo 300. Went rocking the Sonic. Abby, my son likes Sonic. Matt Brunin, Nick, Dynasty Barry. Fizzle Dollars. Hey, do you know that song at the beginning? I think you might know that song. Shout out to Fizzle Dollars for the song at the beginning of the show. Check out his album, man. Rap God, man. We got a rapper in the building and Fizzle can spit. Real talk. He could he could rap for real. Like for real, for real. Jay Peters in the building. Chad in the building. Jeff, Sham, what's up? Ty, Joe, my girl. What's up with you, Joe? Uh yeah, Patrick in the building. Lindsey Mack. We got the Troy King. Make sure y'all tap into TL Fantasy. That's Tuesdays, Tuesday nights, 7 o'clock Eastern. Troy and Laquan Jones go live. Shout out to Troy. Shout out to our partners, Prize Picks. What's up? Use the promo code WAKEUP. Get $100. Come on. Y'all think uh, Mike Boone is going to rush for 50 yards? Use the promo code WAKEUP. Jump in, man. But uh, Jay, how you doing this morning, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited for this show. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk a lot of player values, some guys who've impressed, and maybe not so much in the first month of the season. I'm excited, man. Good morning, everybody out there. It's going to be a good show. Ray, how's your morning going, man? I never it's asked good, you. It's good, man. I feel like I, I've, been, it was, I've been scrambling this morning. I'm going to take it. I'm, people keep telling me that I have to put... Um, what are those things? Timestamps on my YouTube videos. So yeah. as we're doing the show today, I'm like making notes oh. of what we're talking about. Pat Mayo. I'm doing Pat, the Pat Mayo, Mayo. Yeah. Pat Mayo yeah. taught let's me see. well. He was like, you need to let's see if it works. Let's see if it works uh, today. That's a guy who will tell us to do that. But I've tried it, too. It is a lot harder than he makes it seem. It's oh not easy, goodness. bro. It's not trying to run this shit. People have no clue. It's not as simple as just turning on the camera and going. There's a lot of moving parts. I got this big thing over here, these things over here. It's crazy, man. But we got a good show. Shout out to yep. our newest sponsor, Jay. Michelle Adoro. Yes, the coffee. Michelle Adoro, Michelle Adoro. coffee. It oh, is delicious. So um, and I know there are a couple of people who actually ordered the coffee. So try it out. Use yeah. the promo code. What's our promo code, Jay? It's wake up. Uh, no is. capitalization, nothing. Just wake up. Uh, 10% off and they'll ship anywhere. Canada, the US, you're good. Um, they're based out of New Jersey. But yeah. Are you using people, your saucer the machine, with it? The machine is right here. The I machine wake is up, legit. The machine I, is I le legit. I got to get it on, on the screen one time. But yeah, I, I legit, Ray, I'll get out of bed. I'll go over, walk to my desk, which is about five feet away. And I will... Make the coffee straight out of the machine. It's beautiful. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I am never drinking regular coffee filter ever again, especially never. when you it's, don't have to pay for oh. it. That's even better when, when, when you get well, a lifetime supply well, of it. It's not a bad well, deal. It's not a bad deal. But listen, listen, good. listen, listen. We are a quarter of the way through the fantasy season. I got some teams where I'm 0 and 4, got some teams where I'm 4 and 0, 1 and 3, 2 and 2. Is there any other combination that I can be one and three? I guess I can be one and three. I got some teams that are bad, and I'm getting beat by cats that we thought were garbage, Jay. Hot garbage. And so far, four weeks through the fantasy season, man, these cats are balling. So I want to just have a conversation with the good people, man, if um, if we can buy into these guys moving forward. If, if this is real or fake, if this is cap or no cap, if this is legit or bullshit. We got to figure it out. Jay, we got to talk through it. We got to talk through some players. But before we do that, Jay, we got some news to get to, right? We got some news. 
little bit of news? Always news. Always news, news, man. All Always right, news. well, let's do it. People were talking about your voiceover, but let's get into a straight facts. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray. So the biggest news, I think, probably yesterday in the sports world was not in the football world for once. It was Aaron Judge hitting home run number 62 to uh, pass the AL record for home runs, passing Roger Maris. Ray, it happened in Arlington. You could have been there. You could have caught that home run. Yeah, but, man, I'm disappointed. You know, I could have I could have caught that. That would have been my ball. Yeah, it would have been your two million dollars too, which I think is uh, the bigger the bigger point here. But yeah, congrats, to Aaron Judge. Um, it's not the home run record, but good for him. It was a big feat. Uh, I'm sure the weight was on his shoulders to pass that mm-hmm. record, and he finally did it. So that was good. And then uh, Mike Anderson, I do have some great news for you because I know that you are super tapped into the world of basketball. The number one projected overall pick in 2023, Victor Wembanyama, uh, out of France, seven foot four. Dude is like the yes. next Kevin Durant. If you yes. had never watched him, go look fun. up his highlights. He is good. But, it Ray, I don't fun. know if you saw his uh, one of his stat lines was seven threes and five blocks that he had. Uh, that's only happened once in an NBA game that a player has had seven, th- or seven threes and five blocks. And Victor Womanyama did it in probably his biggest showcase so far before even getting to the NBA. So yes. the, the future is very bright for that young man. So if you haven't checked him out, please go check him out. It was out a fun game last night, man, like for real. Him and Scoot yeah. Henderson, that was a fun game. Yeah, they are ridiculous. Now back to football. Uh, Melvin Gordon is expected to carry the load for the Denver Broncos on Thursday night. A lot of people are picking up Mike Boone off of waivers. I told you, go pick up Mike Boone. I still think that's a great move. Um, They did sign Latavius Murray as well for some depth. But the OC did come out, and Hackett also confirmed that that apparently Gordon is going to carry the load. We'll see how long it takes for him to fumble that roll away, but we'll see. Uh, he's expected to, to carry that load on Thursday night. Gus Edwards is designated to return off the pup list. We know that he was on IR uh, with his ACL injury because he wasn't quite fully recovered. He's not expected to be active this week, though. John Harborough did say without a drastic change in his rehabilitation that he's probably not going to be active this week. So do not expect Gus Edwards in your lineups this week. Jonathan Taylor, uh, his high ankle sprain or reported high ankle sprain is actually not as serious as originally believed according to him and a few of their doctors. Uh, But he's not so sure about playing this week. He said if it was a full week of preparation, he'd have a much better chance. But with the short week, he's a little bit unsure. He said he's just he had an interview saying, I'm doing what I can. You know, I only have so much time. I'm trying to get as much rehab in as much PT in as I can. Uh, He sounds like he's kind of 50-50. I don't think he's going to play, though. I think we're probably going to see some Deion Jackson and some Naeem Hines this week against Denver. But there's always a chance. He hasn't been ruled out yet. He's doing everything he can to play. Uh, Your boy, Dak Prescott, is probably not going to be starting in Week 5 versus the Rams. Jerry Jones talked about how he couldn't crypt the ball good enough to start, and so we'll probably see Cooper Rush this week, which, in my opinion, is great news for the Cowboys with how good he's been playing. Jahan Dodson uh, might miss a week or two with a hamstring injury that he suffered on Sunday, according to coach Ron Rivera. And then Tua Tagovailoa has been ruled out for week five. So we will see Teddy Bridgewater this week versus the Jets. Ray, do you have anything else you want to add or anything you want to touch on with those? People with are being stuff? real messy in the chat, man. They're being real messy. We we ain't talking about no Tom Brady divorce, man. We ain't. We ain't. I don't know Ray, what's you know what's funny on. about I'm that? St- I'm staying if, out of the maritals. I'm staying. If somebody <laughs> said he's going to play to 50 now, now that he's about if, to get divorced. If, if I can quickly just give you a little anecdote, right? It's. It's weird because no, no, no. It's not a real life story for me personally, but I'm getting to that age now where my friends don't just break up and like move on with their lives. Like there are serious ramifications for these relationships and it's starting to make me really concerned because you know, like when you're younger, your friends like, Oh, we broke up. It's like, we cool. broke up move on yeah, with their yeah, life. Yeah. Go meet a girl around the corner, no. like a week from now, like yeah. whatever the hell you're doing. There are serious no, ramifications. Like, when you're married, it's not as simple as I don't married, like you anymore. Common law. You got, yeah, yeah. you know, properties. There are serious ramifications now. And it's <laughs> yes. starting to make me think about what I'm doing, but for yes. me, I'm good. But yeah, the people around me, it's uh not good. But no, you you shouldn't you shouldn't say those Brady man, that sucks. Like, but he might play the 50 now. Who Ray, who's holding Tom Brady back? <sighs> Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's holding y'all Tom Brady are, back. Y'all now. Are wild. I, and then I'm seeing all the Zach Wilson memes of Zach Wilson at Giselle and uh <gasps> 
Giselle like liking his post? Yeah, liking his post. Zach, I went and traded crazy. for Zach Wilson in the league. I am all in. I, I yeah, like okay, his no. swag. Can, I like can we please swag. stop with that for two minutes? What are we talking you, about? Man? You come in fucking Heisman chat and you're like, oh, I'm not trading Malik Willis. I'm not trading Sam Howell because their value is going to go up and they're, they're going to be fine and we're going to be able to trade them for more. Not even 12 hours later, you were shipping off Malik Willis to go get Zach Wilson. Like this is I'm the type of stuff win. we deal with, people. No, this is stuff least, we deal with. At least Ray uses his said. influence Wait, in our community. Bullshit. You're using your influence in the bullshit. community to go manufacture no. a new trade. No, no. Let, well, give up. the people the full. Tra- so this was the trade. This is a 14 okay. team. Tw- it's a 28 team league, right? Like the new yeah, double copy patrons. League. It's double copy. I traded away. This was the whole haul. I my team is good. I was undefeated going into l- yesterday. We're battling for belts. It's fucking $2,000 pot. I lost Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I had one quarterback. I needed a quarterback. So I traded away. Tell me what y'all think. I traded away Mac Jones, Sam Howe, Malik Willis, Rashad White, Jalen Tolbert, Brevin Jordan, two fourth-round picks. That was the total of the deal. And I got back Cooper Rush, Zach Wilson, Jerry Judy, Rondell yeah. Moore. Uh, who else did I get back? Uh, Ram- you also get uh, Isaiah uh, Pacheco, James Robinson. James Robinson, yeah. How's that a big piece good, you got? That's a good deal for me. Yeah, for you. Good deal for you. Gene said it in the chat. Tell him, Jay Rich, because he knows you just people you always want, fleece people in our leagues. And people so want annoying. Malik. I wanted Malik. I didn't want to trade him, but Malik's not scoring me points right now. What am I supposed to do? Fleecing. Not do it? Gump's killing me, man. I'm trying. Gump is I'm a trying, rebuild. Right, right. He's in a rebuild. I am trying to get a dub in this league, man. I'm trying to get a dub. It's just so annoying. Face Let's the get to the show. Let's Face the pe- top scoring teams. I'm two trying to take notes, and I don't even know where I'm at. I'm. I've only okay. got two notes. We're go. Let's go to the QBs. Yeah, we're talking about me, the QBs. Let me Super start it off. This All right, let's go. Let's, let's talk about the QBs. Are these guys for real? Are they fake? Are y'all buying them again? A quarter of the way through the fantasy season, like. Are these players that we truly can invest in and count on moving forward in the long haul? And I want to start out talking about Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, currently leading the NFL in completion percentage. We heard about it, right? Like we know Geno Smith set a record for for completion percentage throughout this point in his NFL career. Right now, I'm on playerprofiler.com. Shout out to my man Matt Kelly and Player Profiler. But here are his QB finishes so far. QB 15, QB 30, and then these past two weeks, QB 7. Last week, QB 2, going over 300 yards in back-to-back games. Two passing touchdowns. His yards per attempt are going up. Seems like the offense is getting comfortable with Geno Smith. Jay, are we buying in to Geno Smith as a potential top 12 quarterback rest of the way? What do you think? Um, I don't think so, man. I don't think I'm buying in rest of the way. I think he's got a shot. The The concerning part with him is actually his touchdown numbers. For how much he's throwing and how accurate he's been, he should probably have more than six touchdowns. The good thing in his favor is that the defense is terrible, right? So they're always going to be in positive game scripts for him to have good performances. We've seen that, obviously, with another quarterback we're going to talk about probably right next, right? Um, but I just don't know if I want to buy in for the rest of the season. He's still only QB 10 right now, so it's not like he's up there, QB 5, QB 6. I get you. He's higher than Matt Stafford. He's higher than than all these other quarterbacks. Derek Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, he's higher than all those guys. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't looked at the schedule, too, so there may be some games where some regression is coming, but he has performed very well, and so I do have to give him credit for that. Like, I don't think that he's all of a sudden going to go away, and I think it's hilarious that he's drastically outperforming uh, Russell Wilson, who obviously was traded away in favor of Geno Smith. I just, I don't know if I want to buy in rest of the season, uh, but I think he could definitely be a fringe QB1. Maybe not a QB1, I'm but a fringe him. QB1 for sure. I mean, listen, he has everything around him to be successful. He's got two competent wide receivers. He's got a great running game. And kudos to the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody talked trash about them. And they yeah. absolutely hit a home run with Charles Cross, the tackle out of Mississippi State. And Abe Lucas, the right tackle, is bone. They got two bookend tackles, a running game, wide receivers. I'm 100% buying Geno Smith as a top 12 quarterback. I mean, I, I am. I'm buying him. Four weeks in. We only got, what, how many more weeks in the fantasy season? Eight, nine weeks left? Four. Oh, regular season? Yeah, like, the regular, like to get 10, to the playoffs. Right? Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't make it to week 14, you're done anyway. So we got 10, yeah. 
10 weeks. I guess 4 minus 14 is 10. So there you go. All right, next quarterback we're going to talk about. Um, are you buying them for the rest of the season, Jay? Let's talk about Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff. Right now, 1,126 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, for Jared Goff. Right now, the Detroit Lions defense is awful. They're giving up, I think, the most points in the NFL. Yep, most of so them fell by a wide margin. By a wide close. margin. They're like so, 35 points per game they're allowing. And it's probably higher now after that like 50-point bomb the Seattle just dropped on them. Right. So Jared Goff right now is QB5 on the season. Here are his finishes. So far, 18-8-18. And last week, Jared Goff, QB1. On the QB week. QB1 on the week. Are you buying Jared Goff as a top 10 option rest of way? Absolutely. And I will uh, actually stretch that even further, Ray, to give you some more context. Scott Barrett did some research on this. The Lions are the highest scoring team in the NFL and allow the most points in the NFL. This has only happened three times in whatever the threshold he looked at. And that combined for three QB1s, two in the top three, three RB1s, five wide receiver ones, three in the top eight, and Jeez. two tight end ones, one tight end one overall so you think about those finishes alone if this trend continues for the lions who have been awful on both on the defensive side and have been on all cylinders on the offensive side you know we talked about are we buying into Ross st brown the stats tell us that he's probably going to be a wide <laughs> yeah. receiver one if healthy right yeah. deandre swift could easily be a wide receiver one and J and jamal williams is training to be a wide receiver one or a running, running back, back one yep. he was running back one this week tj hawkinson who you're, <laughs> you've been disparaging, maybe on a hot streak coming very soon. But I think the bigger thing is that Jared Goff is definitely for real. Um, whether we like him or not, he's playing really well this season, completing 60% of his passes. Touchdown rate is very high, throwing for a ton of yards, and is going to be in positive game scripts all season long. I just don't see them getting any better on defense or not much better. So we talk about how bad Seattle's defense is. Detroit's is infinitely worse statistically across the board and they're allowing i think 180 rushing yards per game and I, I over agree. 325 passing yards per game it's bad it's yeah bad. the defense is so bad they're going to be in the game scripts to where they have to throw the ball and yep. say what you want four weeks in jared goff's playing damn good when you surround jared goff with weapons and you tell him where to throw he's fantastic right he's he's yep. awesome and i want to conversely talk about the guy that Jared Goff was traded away for, had a fantastic season last year. And this year, I believe if you actually have started him every week, he's losing you weeks at quarterback. Matthew oh, yeah. Stafford, are we going to buy in and believe in the fact that they can turn it around? He is 70% completion percentage. Uh, he's got more interceptions and touchdowns. That's what Matthew Stafford does. But do you believe that he can turn this thing around, get Allen Robinson involved, get other weapons involved in the offense and be a top quarterback? Like, is this somebody you would go out and trade for on the low coming off of some very bad weeks? And like, realistically, do you think Stafford and the Rams can turn this thing around? Nope. Uh, not at all. I don't know why. I don't know what indication anyone's seen that he'd be able to do that right now. Well, they've got and it's play, not just they've got players around him, man. They've got they've got they got two guys, right? They got Higby who gets the ball a ton and it's great for fantasy because of the volume and they have Cooper Cup. And I think we've already seen that that offensive line isn't what it was. And so if they're not if they're playing a team with even a competent pass rush. He's had not a lot of time in the pocket. He's not making good decisions, which he didn't really do last year either. I still believe he threw like 15 or 20 interceptions last year. So again, is he going to see the touchdown ceiling he saw last year? Probably not. I do think they need to make the switch to Daryl Henderson. Um, I, oh, I forget boy. who tweeted this out. I wish I gave them the credit for this, but Ray, there was like a, a percentage of runs that were held to one yard or less in the NFL. And James Robinson is leading the league with 32% and Cam Akers was right behind him at 31.5%. And this is again, rushes percentage of rushes that are at one yard or less um, going for when they do a rushing attempt, the lowest person on that list was Daryl Henderson. He was at 5%. So 5% of Daryl Henderson's rushes are going for less than one yard, or sorry, one yard or less. And 31% of Cam Akers' runs are going for one Cam, yard or less. you said less. James Robinson led the list? Good Lord, I just traded for him. Yeah, well, I mean, he obviously has the explosive runs as well, but he he is apparently is getting stuff to line scrimmage a lot too. But that's a switch they just they have to make it because it's not looking good for Cam Akers right now. Maybe he can turn it around. So the running game is not good. The passing game isn't good either, and I think that Stafford isn't having as much time in the pocket he's had in the past. 
Maybe McVay can turn it around. I think they're fine for fantasy, but I'm not out here trading for Matt Stafford this year. I don't think, I, I, don't think I don't think that. I think a couple of thoughts. One, remember all summer when they were talking about he had the elbow injury and tendonitis, yeah. and we got on here, and you said it was an issue, and I shut it down. I'm like, no <laughs> issue. doesn't matter. I don't know if it's partly that. I know the offensive line is awful. I believe PFF had a stat with release, like from snap to throw. Matthew Stafford has, like, he's he's holding the ball. He doesn't have any time to throw. The yeah. offensive line in protecting him. And he's actually been really consistent in fantasy. QB 29, QB 10, QB 27, QB 29. He's been awful. He's truly, if you're starting him and getting seven points out of your quarterback position, and a lot of people did that. I'm not going to draft quarterback early. I can roll with Stafford later. I can yeah. roll with Cousins later. I can roll with uh, these. It, it, you, you, you better hope you got Jared Goff because if you're rolling with Stafford and company, uh, you're you know on Shits uh, Creek without a paddle Baker right now. Mayfield is outscoring Matthew Stafford this season. Just for the record, in case anyone was counting at home. Um, Matt Ryan, what? Aaron Rodgers. Re- repeat yep. that? So we got, you want me to give you the list of guys that are ranked over yes, Matthew Stafford yes. in points give us per that. game? Give us that. Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Mac Jones, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, Tom Brady, Kenny Pickett, Jacoby Brissett, Kirk Cousins, Joe Flacco, Trevor Lawrence, and then obviously you go up from there. <laughs> Daniel Jones as well. Way, way over Matt Stafford. Over four yeah, points I'm per not, game. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it with Matthew Stafford. Um, I don't want him. Like, at all. I don't want him in Dynasty. I don't want him in Redraft. If you have him in Redraft, you're just pissed off right now. Let's talk about the man who's playing on Thursday night, Russell Wilson, uh, Mr. TikTok himself. Mr. TikTok himself. The crazy thing is, he's got the, I'm on player profile, he's got the best protection rate in the NFL, number one. Uh, Really? Yep, percentage of dropbacks in which the quarterback was hurried and forced to throw the ball in less than than three seconds. Oh, uh, that must be the worst protection rate. I don't know what that means. 90.9% seems pretty good, but the hell if I know what that means. What are you thinking about Russell Wilson right now? I'm looking at where he's finished at. QB 14, QB 24, QB 29. Last week, smashed QB 3 with 239 passing yards, two touchdowns, and he also had a rushing touchdown. Where you at? You think Russ could right the ship? Especially, goddamn, man, they paid him $250 million. I hope you can lead the offense. Get Jared, like, with no... Running back, right? Javonta Williams was their best offensive player. He's out for the season. Yeah. Uh, no, he was their best offensive player. He may not have gotten the ball a ton, but he was their best offensive player. It's time for the $250 million man to go do what he's brought in to do. Go make it happen. Russ, I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. Get the ball to Judy. I know you think Judy is an idiot and can't read coverage. Uh, Jay Rich I didn't is trying say to find, that live on air. He was trying to find a good way to say that, and I just flat out <laughs> said it how it is. We're not going to pussyfoot around and dance around it. Uh, get Cortland Sutton the ball. I don't care who you're throwing to. Eric uh, Sherbert, uh, Albert O. I don't know who the tight end is. Just get the there's ball a, out. There's a whole bunch of random tight ends on that random roster tight ends. Point. Get the ball. Do, are you buying Russ's turnaround second half of the season? I, I actually am. Yeah, okay. I, I think that. He, I think that what we saw early was a bit of an anomaly. The only concern for Denver is that defense being so good, they aren't in a lot of negative game scripts right now. You know, they were kind of a bit this week. They're a bit on their heels, had to score some points. That's my only fear with the offense is, is the defense so good that in certain games they just continue to kind of plot, run the ball. Russ isn't doing a lot. He's only got four touchdowns. So one a week is, for fantasy is not going to get it done. He's still QB 14 on the season. He still has almost 1,000 yards, only one interception. Like you mentioned, the rushing touchdown was there this week for Russ. I think he can turn it around easily. To your point, has to get the ball to Judy. Sutton's been excellent so far this season. He's been the go-to guy, clear number one, mm-hmm. um, been great for fantasy. He has to get Judy involved, which is a big factor here, and we can talk about that when we get to Jerry Judy. And hopefully, I think, to your point, the running game being a little bit diminished can mean more pass attempts. But Russ has to be better, too. He's missed some throws. He hasn't read defenses very well, and he hasn't played his best. I think he can get it going, though, in this offense. just a matter of time, but I think he's definitely fine for fantasy going forward. There it is. So Jay Rich is not buying Geno. I am. We both buy golf. We're both selling Stafford and we're both in on Russell Wilson. All right. Let's get to some running backs now. We'll get to some running backs. 26 minutes, 30 seconds. Look at that. I'm taking notes, baby. We got three, four running backs that we want to talk about. And uh, I want to start this off talking about James Robinson. Are we buying James Robinson as a top, top 12 option 
Rest of the way, so far he finishes running back 11, 8, 7. Last week, RB 58. He and Travis Etienne literally had identical stat lines. It was a monsoon. They couldn't do anything. Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over four times, five times in the matchup. Jay, are you buying James Robinson top 12 back rest away? I think I am. I think he can get it done. I think the only question is, is what do we make of this offense now? Because we were kind of riding high with the Jaguars, right? right. And now we're like, are they really as good as we thought they were? They do have the Texans this week. So again, James Robinson should have a great matchup for another good game. Then they see the Colts, the Giants, the Broncos, the Raiders, and then the Chiefs. So for the next five weeks or so, he's got a couple decent matches and a couple right. tough ones. Like the Giants have been great against the run. I think we can count on them. Um, I do trust Trevor Lawrence at this point. I think he's going to be fine going forward. I'm fine with buying like fringe RB1. I don't know if he's going to be an RB1, yeah. but with the running back landscape so far, I see no reason why he can't be, right? And I think yeah. that's the bigger takeaway here. He's been, what, RB3, RB4, I think heading into week four, obviously stunk he's it up top this back. week. He was a top back. But he's been a top back so far, and I think we can trust him going forward. And his I, I end think- of season schedule, Ray, Titans, Cowboys, which will be tough, Jets, and Texans into the playoffs. So the last week of the season, championship Man. week, he has the Texans. So you, you really do wow. like that. He's got So he's got the Lions, Titans, Cowboys, which wow. will be tough, Jets, and Texans to end the well, season. Well, you can yeah, run so on Dallas. Got, you can run on Dallas a little bit. It's, yeah. it's the, the, You can't really throw the ball. They're playing really good pass defense. I think yeah. he's about, I, I saw someone in the chat said 8 to 15. I think that's about yeah. where he could be. And the running back landscape is so wild. Jonathan Taylor's not even inside the top eight. Right now. So my only concern with J-Rob is his lack of usage in the receiving game. His highest receiving uh, reception total was three. They definitely seem like they, at least on I, I don't know what the, seems like they prefer ETN a little bit more in that role. Like J-Rob would get a couple of receptions. That's my only fear is he's got to, he's got to out carry you. Uh, Sort of like Nick Chubb light, right? You're just giving him the ball, giving him the ball. But they got to be in you. these good game scripts. And I think yeah. the issue is, is that they may not see those for a few weeks, but towards the end of the season, they will have them for sure. All right. Let's go to everybody's favorite running back, the RB1 from the 2020 class, Clyde oh Edwards Elaire. C E H balling right now. You got to give him the baller, right? He's RB4 on the season. I not even a 50% snap is he share. Real, is he uh, really RB4? He's RB4 on the season, oh man. 18.9 fantasy points per game. He's outside the top 20 in red zone touches, outside the top 15 in targets, <laughs> outside the top 25 in carries. I mean, he's just his expected points versus what he probably should have is probably astronomically high. Are you buying Clyde Edwards E. Lair as a top 10? option rest of season knowing good and well kansas city has no wide receivers of consequence outside of travis kelsey and uh you know it's a good offense right it's patrick mahomes are you buying ceh am i buying that he can continue yes okay the question is is, am i am i buying him like am i legitimately going out and trading for him him. yes Maybe, maybe if I can get a if I can get a price, I'm happy with. So, Ray, here's the thing with the Chiefs, and I, I need people to understand this: they have one of the hardest schedules in football. Just their next coming games, they have the Raiders, easy matchup, the Bills, which will be a massive mm. shootout. They have the 49ers, which will be really tough. Titans, Jags, Chargers, then the Rams mm. again. Like they have a massive schedule that again could be very high scoring games. Like the, this game against the Bucks, I think. Is not going to be an anomaly, but yeah, I, to the point carries. of Jeff here, not that might he's be. He's not a, doing that. He's not doing that ever again. He like, had seven, eight, and seven, and then he gets hot. Nineteen carries, eighteen routes run. He did drop a pass. He would have picked up a lot yeah. more yards. He smoked one. Um, so you said he's, you're he's got. They, I think the, I, if you got him on your team, I don't necessarily know if you sell. He's got a great schedule. And uh, once you get to the playoffs, he has the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Broncos to close it out. So the final week will be a bit tougher. But getting Texans and Seahawks in the playoffs is a great matchup. Now, they are talking about Isaiah Pacheco in the chat, right? Jay Do Rich, you let me, let me tell Pacheco? you something. Let me tell you something, bro. I'm doing a film breakdown today on Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me I trade think, for him first. Let me, think, I'm, I'm delayed the release. I think he's the real deal, man. They need to give him the ball, Jay. They need to give him yeah. the ball. I think he's the, I think he's for matter of fact, damn it. We're gonna turn this into a film session. Y'all ready? Let's let's pull oh, up no. some Pacheco. Talk about off so, the rails. Okay. All right. All right. So this play right here. Let me get us out of the way. All right. Yeah. I just want you to see 
how explode like when he hits the hole, the balance right there, and then it takes three bucks to bring him down, man. And he was running like this all game, Jay. He's running like this all game. I'm breaking him down. Here we go. Little counter, patience, wait for your blocks to set up. Right there, this right here, that level of balance, the power. Yeah, that was and awesome. then when he gets up, it's the explosion out of the out of the stumble, man. It's when he gets up, and then he's fighting forward, man. He's pushing forward. It takes takes three damn bucks to bring him down, Jay. I am I am in on Pacheco. They need to turn it over to him, man. They yeah. they like I'm like Clyde is playing well. You can't take anything yeah. away from him. There's a big difference. Just eye test without even diving into the tape of when Pacheco gets the ball and the juice that he has versus when Clyde gets the ball. Clyde looks like he's running not to fumble, and Pacheco looks like he's running to punish. That's yeah. why I'm not buying Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a top 10 option rest of the way. I think Pacheco is going to get more and more work as we go on, and I don't want to please, please, please take these words very carefully. I'm not <laughs> saying he is this player, but he runs the same way that Kareem Hunt was running when he first got to Kansas City. It's physical. It's downhill. It's no nonsense. It's explosive. They need to give him more carries. They need to give him more carries. All right. Next running back that we are going to talk about, are we buying for the rest of the way? And I did a breakdown on him oh. yesterday. Damian Pierce, rest of season. I don't know where he's at right now, Jay. I'm going to look up he's Damian up there, Pierce. Man. He's, uh, he's had, the, now that they've turned the ball over to, to, like turned the backfield over to him, he's right here. He's RB14. RB14, RB15. Okay. 14.4 fantasy points per game. He was RB5, RB9. First two weeks, 28 and 53. We're seeing his snap share go up to 69, 68%. Last week versus the Chargers, he ripped off some long runs. Again, another no-nonsense, downhill, north-south physical runner that has explosiveness, and he caught six passes in the game for eight yards, and his longest reception was eight yards, so that's kind of weird, but he got six yeah. passes. Like, Where are you at with Damian Pierce? You buying him as a top 15 option rest away? Top 15 may be a little bold. I think he can definitely be an RB2 for you and a, and a healthy one at that. I think the problem is, is that he's been ripping off some big runs, and you just can't expect that every week, right? But playing in the AFC South, he does have a pretty soft schedule overall. I'm kind of, I think I'm buying into the fact that he's going to be used heavily, and that's what we want at the end of the day, right? And that's why I believe he can be a high-end RB2. 15 is, he's he'll be right there, I think. It's going to come down to how many touchdowns does he score, and being on Houston, the upside is probably, what, eight touchdowns? I think he has two or three already this season. So probably looking at four to five, unless, again, he's breaking off these big runs. The good thing is the Houston Texans offensive line is definitely improved, and you see that every week. I just don't know if we can bank on him scoring a big run every week. But schedule's pretty soft. Like, next three games, he's got the Jags, the Raiders, and then the Titans. Not massive problems of, as far as defensive line goes, but then he does see the Eagles and the Giants, so that will be a bit tougher. But so, I think he can do it. He's close. Here's, I, right I just want to address this real quick. My girl Joe and uh, my boy Jay said, you're never going to feel with uh, Pierce, feel okay with Pierce in the offseason. I get it, right? Fourth-round pick. I'm just. This is just my opinion. If he continues to play like this, I think he's going to be the starting running back next year. I mean, you you yeah. literally – I know everybody – If if uh, I, I, I highly encourage you, go look at the film breakdown I did on Pierce yesterday. That 75-yard touchdown run, it didn't just come out of nowhere. He was setting that shit up all game, and it's how he runs, right? He's very good at manipulating the defense, trusting his blocks. He's patient, and he does what you want running backs to do. Get your foot in the ground. Don't play around. Get north and south. Get vertical. If he continues to play like this, I'm not saying he's some long-term, locked-and-loaded superstar, right? And I actually think that every year NFL teams should draft running backs on day three. I don't care who you are. You should be investing in the running back position. But if he continues to play this well, they're not going to use a high draft pick on a running back. That's the least yeah. of Houston's concerns. They're probably going to be in the running for Will Anderson and or a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't see him investing in running back high again. And if Pierce continues to play this way, I think he'll be the guy going into next year. Now, I can't speak for 24 and beyond, but I think yeah. they will continue. I think they will. This is just me. I think they're going to ride with him if he continues to play like this. You don't you don't draft Bijan Robinson. He, he's going to go high. I don't think he's going to I don't think Houston's going to be in the range to get him. I really like what I've seen out of Pierce. And 
if they're going to give him the volume, I, I think I can buy him as a top 15 option. Rest away, man. I think yeah. I think you can buy him as a top 15 option. Rest away. Do we have another running back that we want to talk about? Uh, real quick, let's just talk Rashad Penny. Real quick, Jay. Rashad yeah, Penny. Rashad Penny. Uh, we, we, we talked about him last night. He's playing. The, he is the best bad work, bad built running back I've ever seen, man. You just look at him, you're like, man, that dude is that fast? Like, honestly, when yeah. they throw Kenneth Walker in, I'm looking like, damn, that looks like a running back. They throw Penny out there, you're like, man, this dude, and all of a sudden he's 21 he's miles an hour huge. running away from people at 230-something, right? Uh, all of 230 yeah. through 40. Right now he's RB25 on the season, but are you buying him on the assumption that he can ascend with the, in this Geno Smith-led offense uh, with, with Seattle. Are you buying him as a top 20, That's the problem, top 15 right? option? Does, top 15, Rashad Penny, rest away. Top 15, Rashad Penny, rest no, away. No, okay. I can't buy top 15. I think the problem is it's going to be very inconsistent, right? This game was huge, but we should have seen it coming, right? It's against Detroit, the worst run defense in the league, allowing 170 yards per game on the ground. His schedule is not easy, right? They play the AFC West and the NFC West. Both conferences or both sides of that conference have really great defenses, right? So we know the schedule is going to be tough. He hasn't done much outside of this one game. And so that's already concerning. They do have Kenneth Walker there. And while he hasn't done much, he may get involved at some point. You know, he was coming off the hernia injury. And so he's being worked back slowly. But Penny has looked pretty good. The issue for me is that he's not going to be facing these defenses every single week. So I don't even count on him top 15. I think, if anything, he's kind of a spot start for me. You look at the matchup. Can he exceed in this in this offense and be good? You know, he's got New Orleans, Arizona, the Chargers, the Giants, Arizona again, Tampa Bay up until the bye. I don't see a lot of smash matchups there, not ones I'm willing to play. Maybe Arizona. I don't think their run defense is very good, but the rest of them are fine, right? And then I think potentially, Ray, after the bye week, if they're like, what, two and six, three and seven type of thing after week 10, we may see more of a transition to Walker because they don't need to get Penny the ball anymore and they want to make that transition to Walker. I'm not all in on top 15, maybe top 24. I just don't know how much upside he has because, again, we've only seen it for one week. I'm not going to buy into a guy after one week. All right, there it is. Um, James Robinson, we're buying Clyde. We're kind of not buying Pierce, maybe, yeah. And Rashad Penny, probably not. Let's get to some wide receivers, Jay. Let's get to some wide receivers. And I want to start out with, it looks like one of the top options for one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, Romeo Dubs. Oh Dobbs. Romeo, I keep saying his damn name wrong. Romeo Dobbs. I thought Dobbs. you were going to say Jerry Judy. <laughs> no, no. We'll get to him soon enough. But Romeo Dobbs, are you buying yeah. Romeo Dobbs as a player who right now he's uh, wide receiver 39? But do you think mm -hmm. this is a player that you can buy now that will ascend into a must-start option as we inch closer to the fantasy playoffs? Romeo Dobbs, where are you at with him? What I love about what we've seen over the past three weeks, uh, the past two weeks, are a snap share from 57%, 37% in week two, spikes up to 88% in week three versus Tampa Bay. And then versus New England, 94% snap share, 30 routes run at minimum the past two weeks. He's got eight targets in back-to-back -back weeks. Should have had a monster game. He didn't complete the catch on like a 40-yard yeah. touchdown pat touchdown game winner, throw. Yeah. Game winner from Aaron Rodgers. But are we buying are we buying some Dobbs rest of season? Because damn it, Jay, I'm all in. I'm in. I, I am I am in. I don't know what happened between the senior bowl and the NFL. And didn't I yeah. tell you, I think I sent you the video. I met him at the senior bowl. The yeah. nicest, he was the one guy looked yoked. The like, nicest young man that I met yeah. at the senior bowl, man. Very humble. His hands were like mittens. They were massive. And he, he was calling me sir and shit. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, don't do that. Don't please don't call me sir. But a very, very nice, like my most pleasant interview that I had at the Senior Bowl was with Romeo Dubs. So I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad he figured it out. And are you buying him as a top, I, I'm just top 24 option? Would you rather have Romeo or DJ Moore? Romeo or Michael Gallup? Where are you at with Dobbs right now? Rest the season. I'll give, 
I'll give you an even hotter take. I think he could be the number one rookie wide receiver going forward. Talk to him, Jay. I think, I think, I think that's a real consideration. People can say George Pickens after his hundred yard game with Kenny Pickett. You could say Chris Olave. I don't think Drake London is really in that conversation anymore because Marcus Mariota just is He's not so the bad. one. So bad, right? Early on, we thought maybe London would be that guy. It's so not looking bad. so good for him anymore. But to the point, I think, like I think he's about, fine, but Mariota is bad. Yeah, yeah, that's the point is the offense in Mariota. But to your point about Dobbs, eight targets in each of the last two games. Snap share is up almost 90%. People are going to say Garrett Wilson. Okay, we'll see. He didn't get as many targets this week. Zach Wilson coming back. We'll see how that ultimately shakes out. But Aaron Rodgers has been extremely complimentary of Romeo Dobbs. And as much as Christian Watson was a guy drafted in the second round, it's Dobbs is the one who's earning the outside snaps. You know, we may see some shades of Devontae Adams on those fade routes, and it's just... It feels like everything's coming together for Romeo Dobbs to be a, the next great Packers wide receiver, a guy that Aaron Rodgers really trusts outside of Alan Lazard. We know that he trusts Robert Tunyon, but I think that Romeo Dobbs can definitely be that guy. Not trying to be super hot takey. I know it's going to feel like it. There's not a lot of great receivers in this class that are performing right now. Some of them have been great, but I think that Dobbs could be one of the most consistent and obviously on one of the best offenses in football with easily the best quarterback of all of them. I think Dobbs is a great option for the rest of the season. Top 24 is definitely within his range of possibilities. Love it especially with his red zone usage on top of that. I think, Joe, okay, I want to answer Patrick's question first. Spe and what Patrick says is, speaking of Senior Bowl, Ray, do you think the Senior Bowl evaluations meant anything in the grand scheme of things for all players? Yes, I think it, I think it really did. I think it showed that Sam Howell and Carson Strong and some of those guys probably weren't it. I think it yeah. did ended up I think it did end up separating Malik from Kenny Pickett or Pickett from the rest of the company. I also think it helped players like I'm going to the defensive side of the ball. Cleveland Brown fans, Perion Winfrey was a monster. All senior bowl practice and he's making plays for the Browns. Damian Pierce, monster, all senior bowl practices and I, I think it helped Give some of the guys who were kind of under the radar. Seattle Seahawks fans, Tyreek Woolen, their rookie cornerback, yeah. six foot three, long arms, four. Like it helped some guys out. It really did help put people's names on the map. I think so to a certain degree. Now we all get stuff wrong because I got videos on my phone right now. Dobbs, I mean, they're shutting down drills because he couldn't get off the line and yeah. he's figured it out. So kudos to him. Uh, Joe asked Dobbs or Watson rest of the way. It looks like they're using Watson in more of a Debo Samuel MBS role. role MBS, MBS role, man. That's what it is. And, He's and got Dobbs the MBS is, role. And Dobbs is more of the, the wide receiver right now. I'll say this. Mm -hmm. I do think Watson is a sneaky buy low candidate in Dynasty because they are trying to integrate him in the offense. And you can tell he's got juice. There's no doubt about it. Still think there's some things that he needs to learn uh, from a technical standpoint of playing wide receiver. Hence yeah. the reason why they don't have him doing some of the things that Dobbs is doing. I think Watson is a sneaky buy low candidate in Dynasty 100%. Uh, Jay, let's talk about another player, right? We thought he would be the one. We don't know if he's going to be the one. It looks like the other receiver is the true one. But Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Rice. How are we feeling about Jerry, Jerry Rice? Rice? I mean, Jer damn, Ooh. damn, Jerry wow. Rice. Wow, Woo. He, wow. That's, that's a throwback name, wow. Jerry Judy. Jerry Let's Judy. go. Yikes! Um, not Jerry Rice. Jerry Judy, who right now is at wide receiver forty-seven. Where are we Thanks. at with Jerry Judy? Do you think he can turn this thing around? With injuries at running back, and they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more, you think Jerry Judy could get it done at wide receiver rest of way and be a top 24 option for us? I think he can, right? Um, we've talked about you. You hit on it already, right? Jerry My Judy's bad, biggest problem is that he does <laughs> is that he doesn't he doesn't read coverages very well, right? And that's been documented prior to this season. And one of the reasons why he struggled overall in the NFL, and and the biggest reason why is because the NFL isn't a man league. Like you talked about, Romeo Dobbs getting shut down at the Senior Bowl in man coverage. Well, the NFL doesn't run man; they play zone, they play they two high shells, they run cover three, cover four, and that's the reason why Jerry Judy has been struggling. He's not recognizing coverages. So he's not getting to where he needs to be to be an option for Russell Wilson at times. He's still a great route runner, so he can beat anybody one-on-one. -on -one. But again, can he turn it around fully? He's got to catch the damn on the ball. Chemistry. He gotta start, he gotta he's got to catch it ball. too. He's got to catch it too, but I think he can turn it around. It's just, can Russ and him get on the same page as far as coverage where he needs to be? But it's looking like Corlin Sutton will be the guy going forward, a potential top 12 option. But Judy's still not bad. Two touchdowns. You know, he's up almost over 200 yards, 11 receptions. He did get hurt in one of those games, so he missed some time there. But 90% of snaps when, when healthy, he's been fine, and he can be better in my opinion. Yeah, I think he could be all right. I mean, 
I traded for him. I needed some depth at receiver. I'm, I'm just hoping to get, if I can get like mid wide receiver two production, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm so That's embarrassed. High. I, I called think, this I dude Jerry Rice. What disrespect by it's me? Just he's got yeah. he's got the wiggle. Yeah. Hey, hey man, no. if if he could read defenses, he would be you know a top. Wow, he he basically be like Stephon Diggs level because he got the route running technician. He does he just can't find the soft spots right? And to the to your point, the hands are still not quite not quite there. Yeah, but he can definitely shaky. get there with time. They're a little yeah. shaky. Okay, uh, Jay Rich. Let's go to that player that got that dog in him. Everybody's favorite dog player, George Pickens. When Kenny Pickett came in the system, it looked good for George Pickens, man. He had a 100-yard receiving day, uh, eight targets, six receptions, finishes wide receiver 18, snap share 70. The issue hasn't been his snap share. I mean, he's been in the game. He's running routes, man. The issue yep. is no one's throwing him. The, the Mitch Trubisky could not get him the ball. So with Kenny Pickett at the helm, what are your thoughts on George? In, it, it, in my opinion, the hostile takeover for wide receivers two should have happened week one. Chase Claypool, yeah. his ability to locate the ball in the air is Awful. dreadful. Dreadful. Awful. He can't track the ball. Like that throw that Pickett made to him, I don't know why he jumped in the first place. If you watch it from the all-22 angle, all he has to do is just kind of run into it, and he's jumping up. The ball's down he's here. Four, yeah, he's 6'4", and he's catching just, it down here. And we talked about this last year. He jumps for every pass. You could throw that bitch right to him, and he's going to jump in the air and try to catch it, just like my son, just jumping around trying to catch balls. Uh, George Pickens, are you buying him as a legitimate, startable fantasy option Rest away. A player that you can get right now, maybe on the low, maybe people like, would you go get, I don't know if it's on the low, but would you pay? It won't be on the for, low. Okay, That's would the you, problem, okay. right? Would you go pay for George Pickens? I uh, know I wouldn't. And the main reason why is really the Steelers schedule. The Steelers schedule is brutal. We talked about it yesterday. Talk about it. Everyone's saying, chat. everyone's saying Kenny Pickett, rookie of the year. I love Kenny like, Pickett. Okay. Well, what's their schedule? So look like? the, the, well, let's quickly talk about, talk about the receivers, right? Most chemistry is going to be with George Pickens, I think, pretty easily, playing on second team, third team throughout preseason. So I understand the chemistry and the love there. But the schedule, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, Saints, Bengals, Colts, Whew. Falcons, Rave, like it's it's tough pretty much the rest of the way. Like it's going to be very difficult for him to have good games. And again, it's just these are top teams in the NFL. This isn't like he's playing middle-of-the-road teams. We just named all these teams basically made the playoffs last year. So it's just, it's going to be very difficult for him. And that's the problem is that as much as I love Kenny Pickett as a prospect, I think he can do some things. George Pickens is a fringe starter only because we don't know the weeks he's going to perform and the weeks he's You're not. You're starting him? If he, you would start him? I don't think you can. Maybe Like against the Bills, they're 14-point underdogs right now. Are you starting George Pickens just praying that the volume is there and Kenny Pickett throws the ball 40 times? I, mean, that's I the, guess That's so, the theory. Right? That's what you would, that's what you're banking on is for them to get behind and then just say F it and just throw the ball, right? So are, do you have any concerns that maybe Deontay gets more involved this week? Because last week, I think maybe he got a bit of sauce garden. I, I haven't watched the All-22, so I don't sauce know how much sauce good, was on man. him. He's and good. sauce is very good. We've seen weekly sauce is shutting somebody down, right? Shut or at least down. making their making their job very difficult. So again, George Pickens being open more against because Deontay is against sauce this week against the Bills. I don't think is we don't have any notes as if Tredavious White's going to be back this week, do we? Because this would be the first week he's this eligible. This would be the first week he's eligible. But I have has if anybody in the chat can confirm is uh is Trey White playing for the Bills? Buffalo Bills fans, I know we got a couple in here. Um, yeah, not that I'm it really sure. matters. Not that it, it's going to be tough either not way. That it matters that much, but it just would make things a little more difficult. I think they're going to get after Pickett's ass. This is yeah. what a game for if okay. Here's what's going to happen. Kenny Pickett. There are two <laughs> two things could happen. Of course, right? He can go out there and ball. He can go shit the bed, or he could play good enough versus a great team that Kenny Pickett's values are just going to go whoosh, rocket ship. Oh, he doesn't have to win yeah. this game. I think if he shows flashes, people would be like, yo, with this O-line, he did this versus the Bills, awesome. Um, I don't know where I was going with any of this. Uh, he, George, he, he, has, he has to get beat up, but still hang in there. I have no plays, clue where right? I was going Show the it. promise, right? So I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Is he's not, I mean, he's not going to win this. If, he, if Kenny Pickett... Wins this game they're on 14, and he's on the 14 road. point dogs. What do you want? You in want the, Buffalo. You want the points or you take what do you want? 14 dude. I'm, not, a, I'm let me tell you right. This could be Tennessee versus Buffalo part two. Let's just be honest. Oh, it you really think they could, could be. just beat them down. It could be 45 okay. to 14. And the bigger thing okay. here, Ray, 
Okay. Josh Allen hasn't had a couple. He's had a couple of. Bad, he's had a couple of bad games. He he, he dirted a and touchdown this, pass. And so I was talking to our boy Jordan Vanek over the thirty third team. Did his interview with Greg Jennings. Go check it out. But slight flex. He, Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo is probably big mad right now. They're they're probably not feeling so great. And the Steelers are the perfect opportunity for them to reassert their dominance in the AFC. And Josh Allen put up a really big performance. So yeah. And then I, and then on top of that, Ray, they go to Kansas City the following week. So Buffalo needs to get all things all, all cylinders right. coming for this week. I think it's going to be tough for Mr. Pickett this week. Somebody asked me something about Pickens. Ray, are you starting Pickens over Dubs? No. No. Romeo. <laughs> Romeo, where thou? Don't where do art thou, Romeo? Is that it? Is that I Macbeth? So. I'm not a. Is that Macbeth? No, that's Romeo and Juliet. But who wrote it? No, it's Shakespeare. Oh, I was going to. Oh, okay. Shit, I don't know, man. Don't Macbeth know is one of the other plays that he wrote. Jeez, oh, Ray, come on. Macbe- oh, Macbeth isn't the poet. Macbeth is an actual play, man. Shakespeare wrote all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I know what I know. I don't know what I don't know, man. I don't know everything. All when right. you said Macbeth, I thought you were talking about the play, not the person who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm 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 brutal today. I've been I'm calling people McVeigh, McVeigh. McVeigh is now McVeigh. Move on. Let's go. Move on. All right. The Tenants. last wide receiver. I want. No, no, no. I want to talk about every real quick, Jay. I want to right. talk about everyone's favorite receiver that still has a ton of value in Dynasty, and he's been awful. He's, I meant, he's a good player, but he's not been good. Terry McLaurin. What are you oh, doing no. with Terry McLaurin? Redraft, Dynasty. We're, like, I'm serious, man. He's 27. Right now, he's man, wide he's receiver 45. 45 on the season. Yep. His points per game finish in his career. Rookie year, 29, 20, 29. Now he's 45. Wide receiver, 80 last week, 24, 37, 27. What are you doing with, with McLaurin, man? Honestly, I think he's an awesome, awesome wide receiver. But damn, dog, four years? And we're still like, what are we doing? It's tough, man. There, I know, just, Joe. No, Joe, I know. No. I know. But what are we doing with them, Joe? We holding on? So, we holding on, waiting I, until they get a new court? What do we do? It sucks. I mean, Ray, I think there's the little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, not the end of the tunnel, but in the immediate future is that Jahan Dodson probably won't be playing. So hopefully we get some more targets for Terry McLaurin, but it's not like it's going to get any better. He faces Tennessee, then Chicago, then Green Bay. Like these aren't great matchups for that. The biggest thing is the offensive line and Carson Wentz are not getting the ball out quick enough. Carson Wentz But Terry McLaurin... Terry McLaurin is getting the air yards. You know, people love to talk about ah, the air yards. The air yards. Air, sixth mm. in air yards. Great. Mm. That's awesome. But... It's not translating to fantasy production. Maybe, oh, he's going to regress because he's got the air yards. He gets the he gets the ball in the air and Wentz misses him by thirty yards. But I, I think I mean, can okay. you start him every week? I'm not. Maybe start, the hell no. I'm not starting him every week. Uh, yeah, Absolutely I don't think you not. Can. We, I don't think listen, you can. listen, folks. We're past that stage of start your studs. Don't do it. If them Marlins <laughs> ain't playing, bench them and figure something else out. Legit. Like let's stop that. Let's stop that. I don't even. I, I mean, w- w- in Dynasty, really quickly, is he worth a first? Twenty-four first for Terry McLaurin. Would you give up your first for Terry McLaurin? Yes no. or no? No. And now, you can't can, do it. Now, you conversely, it. would you even want to sell your McLaurin for a second if you can't even get a twenty-four no, first? No, no, That's I what I mean. That. You're kind of in no he's, man's he, land. He's still he's still an alpha. Like he still has a bunch of targets. Right? He's got two hundred fifty yards. He doesn't have a touchdown, or he has one touchdown. All right. He's been he's been fine. But right. yeah, you need him to be better. More important, the consistency. All right. All right. Quickly, I'm not diving into anything. Are we buying George Kittle or Darren nope. Waller? Do I want left tackle Kittle on my roster playing tight end? No, I don't. I don't want that. And if you can sell him for a first, Ray, I'm assuming you do that. Can you? Just a first. Can you? Maybe. He's still. The thing is, he's got a lot of name value. If you can sell George Kittle for a first, I think you got to do it. Dude, he's tight end. He's only played two weeks, but man. I mean, 17 routes last week, 22 routes the week before that. He's playing every snap. I just... He almost caught a touchdown this this past week. He did. He Just, almost caught a touchdown. That would have boosted him up even to still, tight end seven. Doing a lot. The way that this yeah. season is working. Talk to me about Darren Waller. Where are we at with Darren Waller? Tight end twelve on the season. Nine oh. fantasy points per game. Ninth in targets. Fifth in air yards. Um, fourth in deep. I mean, everything looks good. Uh, like honestly, third in <sighs> routes run. 
I don't know what to do with him. He looks like he's cooked out there. Like, legitimately. I, I think he could be fine. Again, he'll get some volume, which is important. He's not getting a ton of yards. He's not scoring touchdowns. I think that's the biggest issue here is that he's another tight end who pretty low yardage, but he's kind of a touchdown or bust kind of guy right now. He's first week, he did have four receptions, 79 yards, and that was pretty good. Six for 50 with a touchdown the following week, but three for 22, three for 24, five targets both weeks each of the past two. It's it's tough. It's tough. If you got Waller, I think you got to start him, but if you could try no, if you first, have them, like, I don't you have it. to start him. Like there is no there like there's nobody else. It's it's you either have Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, or you're and that's just, it. Uh, or you're, you're just, fucked. Or you're playing praying every week. Um somebody yeah. said, Are we gonna continue the Hawkinson disrespect? Where were you weeks one through four? One through three. One through Jason, three. where were you? Yes, he had He's a great game. In the we, bushes. we gave him baller of the week. Look, I still have it up here. We gave him baller of the week. We gave him baller of the week. We gave I think that's pretty respectful. I think that's pretty yep. respectful. We gave him baller of the week. Thank God he finally did something outside of three Let's for eleven see him do in the touchdown. When Amon Ron Swift yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah. How about remember, that? Remember everybody saying the only reason Amon Ra was good was because uh, uh, the Hawkinson and Swift were out. The only reason Hawk is good is because Amon Ra That's and right. Shark and Swift are out. So let's see him right. do it when the true alpha is back on the team. But Hawk is good. Right. You got Tell him, him you're right. starting him. You're starting him. You're starting Yeah, yeah you're starting yeah, You're starting him. Now uh, you David him. Njoku, last real one we're going to talk about. You mind David Njoku is a top option rest away? And I actually thinking, am. Thinking, thinking about when Deshaun Watson eventually comes back week 12, you might have, you might have, I don't want to say league winner, but a legitimate tight end option for the fantasy playoffs. Are you buying Chief Njoku? Absolutely. Uh, okay. The biggest thing, I think, is that he started a little bit slow, and then they made a concerted effort to get him the ball, and it showed on the field. Five targets in week two, ten targets, nine receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown in week three, and then seven targets, five receptions, 73 yards against Atlanta in week four. So again, it, a lot of great matchups for him, and he's been playing really well. Has the Chargers this week, very winnable matchup, has New England, then Baltimore. I think three great matchups. So again, if you do go get him, I think you have a great tight end. And to your point, when Watson comes back, man, that offense could be way better than it is right now. But Jacoby's been fine. He's been getting the ball to Njoku, and I think that's going to continue going forward. So I'm I'm fine with buying Njoku going forward. Buy Everett first if you want Njoku. I've tried. It's That that ship feels like it sailed for me. I can't get him. I tried to yeah. get him. People were asking for first-rounders for Gerald Ooh. Everett. Yeah. And to be fair, we, we did all that. We talked all that shit about TJ Hawkinson. To be fair, Njoku's... A lot of his production is being propelled off of one big game as well. I think what we saw from him last week is more indicative of probably what you'll get. You know, seven targets, four or five receptions. He had 73 yards. I don't know if 73, but that, I think the nine for 89 and two is probably, uh, you know, or however many touchdowns he scored that game. I think, oh, yeah, that, too, one, yeah. I think that might be the same thing we saw at a Hawks. So, yeah. I, I'm buying him as a top 12 option. Do I think he's like top five? I couldn't even name the top five tight ends right now. I think Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson. I don't know see. the next I two. I, I, Gerald Everett. I honestly mm, don't know the top five. five. Who are the top five? Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Ertz, and Higby. Ertz, is, Everett being Ertz, Ertz is nice, man. Ertz is nice. All right. Volume. Cool. Cool. All right. There it is. That's the show. Thank y'all for tapping in to the show today. Jay, we got some couple of super chats. Wait, we got some super chats. All right. Steven hit us up. Tariq Woolen shout out. Go runners. There we go, Steven. Yeah, man. Hey, GQ knows the defensive side of the ball too, baby. I know the defensive side of the ball too. Appreciate your support, Steven. Alex, should I trade a first for Jalen Hurts, hmm. single quarterback? Do we do that? I don't do that. I will. Uh, a first? You're getting, it, it, like a, you're getting like a you're getting like a RB three and a quarterback one. I mean, Sigmund Bloom talked about this the other day that the Jalen Hurtses, the Lamars, the Josh Allen's are making these type of quarterbacks yeah. valuable in single quarterback leagues. So I think it's a, the fact that we're having this conversation. I, I'd be fine giving it's up. A, it's a tough pill for it's me to tough, swallow. It's, it's a little tough, but I probably would do it. I don't give a shit. I, I would probably do it. Like honestly, like you are getting a player who's running the ball nine times a game, and he's going to throw the ball. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's okay. I know it's against conventional wisdom, but I think it's okay to do that. I'm all right with it. All right, Rico, I, what you got? 
You have to keep one as your head coach. Belichick, Arthur Smith, <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. No, you can't choose death. Who are you keeping? It's pretty as your easy. Head coach? I'm taking Arthur Smith. That's because mm-hmm. I want the offense. You can take Bill if you want the defense. But I don't I'm care taking Bill. I want, I want, I want Arthur taking, Smith for the run game. I'm, taking, I'm taking the hoodie, man. I'm not taking. I'm definitely not taking Nathaniel Hackett. That's then 100%. you get the assistance though. So have and fun I'm, with that. Yeah, can't do it. All right, appreciate y'all tapping in. Good show today, Jay. What do we have on tap? We're gonna put our. Uh, so this Friday, we're not gonna do the ranking show on Friday. We're just gonna talk through the games, have some fun. We will post our rankings video. On Thursday, though. So that'll just be on the channel. Yeah. Stay tuned for Isaiah Pacheco's film breakdown. I'm going to try to get to Romeo Dubs as well. Uh, and then join in on Friday. We're going to have a good show on Friday. Shout out to all our sponsors, all our partners, and shout out to you good people in the yes, chat. Sir. I enjoyed today. This was a good day. I thought we had good one. engagement in the chat. Uh, I did decent with the notes. I missed a couple of players, but I'll go back and find it. Um, yeah, man. I thought we good. Any, any, any parting words for the people, Jay? No, I just hope everyone has a good day. That's it, man. Same, same. Hope y'all have a good day. All right, cool. We are not yet, not yet, (laughs) not yet, not. Now we out, baby. Peace. I think. Wait. No. (laughs) Damn, man. I don't know where the outro is, Jay. I lost it. Cold outro? I lost it. No. Cold outro? Um, Let's go. What what did you title it? Let's go. Fuck, man. Let's just end the stream. God damn it. See y'all on Friday. (laughs)